What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. <laughs> Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, com. Now, for all the latest news on Paragators TV www.paragators.org. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Nunzio Adabo, and uh, he is a retired international engineer and construction management consultant on some of the world's largest projects. Licensed as an amateur radio operator since 1950, he speaks English, Spanish, Italian, and some Farsi, is an experienced technical writer, inventor of the patented Pilot's VOR speed position calculator, and the split parabola antenna, holds commendations from the National Academy of Science and Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory and instrument-rated commercial pilot. He is the capture team outsider with the inside secrets and the JFK assassination conspiracy and a historian and is a member of the uh, American Radio Relay League, the Radio Society of Tucson, the the 398th Bomb Group Memorial Association, the Air Force Navigators Observer Association, the Military Officers Association of America, and the Association of Former Intelligence Officers. Joining me now is Nunzio Abedo, A- Abedbo, Adabo. I'm sorry about that, Nunzio. Welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you very much, Rob. Appreciate the call. Tell me, um, what are your qualifications uh, when it comes to discussing UFOs and extraterrestrials? Well, ever since uh, I obtained my... Uh, astronomy merit badge 
as a Boy Scout many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was around 1935 or possibly 36. I often wondered if uh, other intelligence existed in our universe. Uh, then after high school, I became an aviation cadet and was commissioned a B-17 navigator during World War II. Uh, I was engaged in uh, 30 uh, combat missions in Europe. Then after the war, I became a uh, civil engineer and taught celestial navigation in the Air Force Reserves. And I also became an instrument-rated pilot, commercial pilot, mm-hmm. and uh, became a licensed amateur radio operator in 1950. And... Uh, as a radio operator, antennas have always uh, been my passion. I invented the uh, split paraboloid antenna and the uh, pilot's uh, speed position calculator. <clears throat> uh, in 1956, the uh, National Academy of Sciences uh, announced that they were uh, forming the International Geophysical Year. And um, that would be the uh, period uh, um, the, from July 1957 to December 1958. Uh, and it was during that uh, 18-month period when we were going to be, be tracking a satellite to be placed in an equatorial orbit by a Vanguard rocket. Uh, <clears throat> um, across the U.S., so at that time we had, um, when the uh, program was in full operation, we we had 115 uh, optical tracking stations mm-hmm. in the U.S., and I, uh, I directed the largest one with 16 telescopes and a team of uh, 90 observers. <clears throat> As we all know, the Russians uh, launched the first satellite called Sputnik. Sputnik, that's right. On uh, October the 4th, 1957. Uh, I just happened to be uh, conducting a practice session that night and became the first person to officially track and record Sputnik. Nunzio, uh, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Exo Nation, our very, very special good. guest this hour is Nunzio Adabo. Adabo, that's right. His website is, here's a couple of websites. Interesting gentleman, www.sisterglobe.com, www.hamheroes.com and www.target-jfk.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I made love to an alien well last night we strolled along together in the pale moonlight i had a funny feeling that something wasn't right i made love to lady last night when she gripped my hand i was feeling mighty fine but her fingers with mine would not intertwine when i bent down and gazed into her eyes there were bigger donuts and blacker than the sky Said I'm feeling lonely. I said, Lord, so am I. Next on Nation, uh, Nunzio Adabo was our special guest. His websites here, I've got three very interesting websites for you. 
www.sisterglobe.com. That's www.sisterglobe.com. The next uh, site is hamheroes.com. That's H-A-M-H-E-R-O-S.com. And the third site, target-jfk.com. Nunzio, before we went to the uh, commercial break, we were talking about uh, UFOs, and I asked you about your, you know, your qualifications to discuss UFOs and extraterrestrials, and you were telling us that you were the first observer to actually track the Sputnik satellite that was, uh, go- now we're going back to what is it, 50, 59, 58, 59? That would be, uh, no, that was October, <clears throat> October 4th, 1957. Okay. What was it like watching the very first, or tracking the very first man, uh, satellite put in orbit by by man? What was it like? Yes, sir. Uh, well, Sputnik uh, uh, revolved around the Earth uh, approximately every 90, uh, 90, uh, uh, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was transmitting a, a series of beeps, uh, not, not Morse code, but a series of beeps on uh, 20.005 megahertz. Uh, it also transmitted on 40.02 megahertz. And um, uh, I recorded those signals on my ham radio and uh, gave the, uh, the tapes to uh, WTHI in Terre Haute and also the Star News uh, newspapers in Terre Haute. I have an interesting story about, um, about that Sputnik. Uh, would you like to hear it? Oh, I certainly would. Yes, sir. Okay, well, uh, Frank Edwards... At that time, uh, very, very Frank Edwards was a very well-known uh, UFO uh, buff, mm-hmm. and uh, he Frank Edwards uh, at that time was also the uh, nightly news anchor in Andy, in Indianapolis. Uh, and shortly after Sputnik was launched, I received a call from Frank. Uh, he wanted me to um, go to Indianapolis to try and solve a local mystery involving electronics. Uh, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't give me any details. He just thought that I might help. So I drove to Indianapolis. And when I arrived at, uh, at the site of the mystery, uh, there was a little house with, with, with the roped-off yellow uh, police ribbon. Mm-hmm. There were police cars available and fire trucks and... There were two electricians on the site. Uh, the area was all lit up with floodlights. There was a large table with coffee and donuts, and Frank had a TV uh, crew on hand. I said, Frank, what's, what's going on here? He said, see, just wait a few minutes, and her garage door is going to go open automatically. Well, I began to make notes. I took and I waited, and shortly after... Sure enough, the garage door went up, and then waited and waited, and then 90 minutes later, the garage door closed. Well, this went on all night, and when I reviewed my notes, uh, the, the mystery was solved. Every time Sputnik passed overhead, its signal would uh, uh, trigger the, uh, the lady's garage door, and it would open it, and then on the next pass, it would shut it. Uh, the electricians on the site, they took the garage door opener apart, and uh, they determined that the, the garage door frequency somehow was operating on 20.05 megahertz. 
that was Sputnik's uh, frequency. My goodness! <laughs> so the so the mystery, <laughs> the mystery solved. <laughs> T- tell me, Nunzio, do you believe that UFOs are visiting our planet? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. That they are, uh, and, I, and I, I, I'm equally sure that uh, they are because of their uh, unbelievable uh, speed and the maneuverability of the UFOs. Uh, we we just don't have any type of aircraft on uh, on Earth that can achieve speeds of over Mach 40. And, uh, you know, Mach 1, uh, depending on the altitude, is about, what, 743 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So Mach, Mach 40, uh, you're looking at 30,000 miles an hour. And we just don't have anything uh, that maneuver that can fly that fast on Earth, not, not, not to my knowledge. Do you think that the government or the governments of the world are actually suppressing information about UFOs and their intent on this planet? Absolutely. We can go back to... <clears throat> we can go back to um, Roswell. Mm-hmm. The Roswell crash in 1947. That was the, that was the biggest cover-up that, that began with our government. And uh, I have first-hand information on that. Oh, um, could you share it with us? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, well, here's what I know and how I know it. Uh, first, uh, there were actually, as far as I can determine, there were two crashes mm-hmm. at the, at Roswell uh, in 1947, and that was the first. Uh, there was the first. That was the first week in July, 1947. Uh, there were two UFOs in the area, uh, probably photographing and wiretapping signals from Alamogordo, uh, the nuclear test center there also the Army uh, Air Base uh, there, and also the radio facilities at White Sands. And uh, from the uh, information that I have, <clears throat> one of the UFOs developed a computer failure during the early morning hours of uh, July 3rd and crashed. Uh, the second uh, uh, UFO waited for instructions uh, to rescue the first crash, uh, then during a the low uh, pass recovery, uh, attempting to um, to recover the first UFO, it developed the same computer failure, and it crashed on July the 4th. And, of course, the authorities immediately surrounded the area. Uh, they closed it to the public, and they had the uh, alien bodies uh, transported to uh, Hangar 18 at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. <clears throat> How do I know this? Uh, I was a good friend of Senator Barry Goldwater. I met Harry, I met Barry many years ago through ham radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry was a very active ham radio operator, and uh, we came, we became good friends on the radio, and we met several times in person. And I had uh, a lot of contacts with uh, Barry over the years. Uh, now Barry believed in UFOs. Uh, how do I know? He told me. He said, "Nuns, I believe in UFOs." So one day. I asked uh, Barry, I asked him if he ever uh, had been to Hangar 18. Here's what he told me. Uh, that one day he talked to General Curtis LeMay uh, for access into that hangar, and uh, bombs away LeMay told him, Damn you, Barry, don't you ever ask me that question again. 
Well, you know, I I always believed that Barry actually did get into Hangar 18, um, but uh, they told that story to many people as a uh, as a uh, plausible denial story, uh, and and now the story gets better. I also knew a Harry Godley. Now Harry, at that time, was in charge of all civilian personnel at uh, Wright Patterson. In the 40s and 50s, and if I understand uh, right, there were there were over 2,000 uh, civilian employees at Wright Patterson going back to that time. That's correct. Yeah. Now later later on, Harry was hired by Howard Hughes for several projects, mm-hmm. and uh, that's another long story for another time. Uh, I have some some great details about that. But anyway, I asked Harry uh, what he knew about Hangar 18, and here's what he told me. Uh, the hangar, hangar 18 has always been guarded around the clock by armed guards, and uh, that I was refused entry to that hangar. I heard from several high-ranking officers that alien bodies were in the hangar. And uh, he also said that uh, I learned later on bodies were secretly transported to Area 51 in Nevada. That's uh, the old Area 51. That's the Groom Lake area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just north of uh, north of Las Vegas. Now the whole world knows that Area 51 has always been a secret and well guarded base, and uh, well, the known sources uh, tell me that they have an underground city there. I've got this all detailed in my book Globe. But doesn't it make sense that that a nation as uh, as as strong and as free as the United States should have secrecy when it comes to the development of weapons that could be used against other countries that that would pose a threat to the United States and having a city under under the under the tarmacs of of area 51 especially in the days uh, of satellite photography that is so perfect would make a lot of sense to a lot of people how does this help with the with the with the with the story that there's crashed UFOs and aliens that are actually being kept at Area 51, and why is the why do the the skeptics or the true believers downplay the part of national security? Well, I'm not so sure about that, but uh, but here, here, here's what's strange about about the whole episode. Why does uh, why does um, um, uh, Title 14? Uh, section 1211 of the Code of Federal Regulations mm-hmm. in the U.S. make it illegal for U.S. citizens to have any contacts with uh, extraterrestrials or their vehicles. Uh, that's that's one of the uh, reasons why uh, our famous astronaut uh, Gordon Cooper was at odds with NASA and the Pentagon. He wanted to, re- to reveal all these uh, secrets, and they wouldn't let him. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, Nunzio. Nunzio okay. Adabo is our special guest. Exonation three websites. Sisterglobe.com is number one. Hamheroes.com is number two. And Target-JFK.com is number three. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. We'll be back right after the news. But something wasn't right. I made love to me. My 
last night. When she gripped my hand, I was feeling mighty fine. But her fingers with mine with mine. So I went back to the doctors because when I needed a second opinion, and I went back and told him he was a good doctor, but he wasn't there. I got some woman in a white coat standing there. I said, excuse me, but who are you? She said, I'm a nurse practitioner. I said, well, you mean you're practicing being a nurse? She Nothing ruins a perfectly good grocery haul like surprise fees. That's why Kroger has free pickup, so you can get what you need and none of the extra charges you don't. Simply head to the Kroger app and start your cart and enjoy the perks of picking up groceries and household items without hidden fees. Now, the only surprise will just be how amazing that new flavor of ice cream tastes. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Horton's tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Research, learning, and discovery are happening at any given moment around the world because of the Alzheimer's Association. As the force uniting dementia science efforts all around the world, the Alzheimer's Association is investing $300 million in more than 920 projects in 45 countries spanning six continents. Collaboration, research, and discovery won't stop until this disease is stopped. Learn more at alz.org slash moment. I said, no, 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 not quite like that. No, I am a quality. Oh, then why do they call you a practitioner? Because you're practicing on me. I'm not sure I want that. She said, no, 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 no. Nurse practitioner is allowed to give you prescriptions, help you with minor surgeries, and all that kind of thing. I, you know, and I take care of you when the doc's not around. She said, we're going to become really popular. I said, well, blimey, somebody like you is going to be really popular. Let me tell you. Oh, she said she got offended with that. So I said, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. But now I know what a nurse practitioner is, don't I? Remember that, nurse practitioner, they're the future. Find a good one. For more information on Alfie and Jeff Knott, visit www.navigatingthehealthcaremaze.com. That's www.navigatingthehealthcaremaze.com. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Silence was all 
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Nunzio Adebo is our special guest. Three websites for you, Exxon Nation. www.sisterglobe.com. That's www.sisterglobe.com. Hamheroes.com. And target-jfk.com. Nunzio, I have to ask you at this point, have you ever had an encounter with an extraterrestrial? And if so, when, where, and under what circumstances? Yes. When I wrote, um, when I wrote uh, Target uh, JFK, mm-hmm. well, that was the final chapter in the JFK assassination, um, I had no, no idea of Boris Kuchenko's uh, true identity. Uh, but Boris, uh, in my book, is a Russian who eliminated one of the members of the hit team uh, who uh, assassinated President Kennedy. I met Boris in Mexico, and he looked he looked exactly like uh, a typical uh, white earthling. Uh, I I learned <clears throat> when I wrote Globe that Boris was an extraterrestrial from Globe, and that his son Boris Jr. Uh, lives in Moscow, and he's a member of the conditioning team that you'll find very interesting. <clears throat> uh, Boris, a senior, was a barred, uh, barred from uh, Las Vegas casinos because he was winning uh, too much money at blackjack. According to the um, documents that I transcribed from Globe, I learned that uh, he, that he had, like all globes, uh, microchips implanted in his temporal bones, which uh, sent impulses to his brain, giving him a computer memory. I, I had no clue how that worked, but uh, Boris, a senior, uh, died uh, a few years ago. I believe it was, um, uh, I think it was in early, uh, about 2001 and possibly 2002, and he died of uh, lung failure. And the reason he died of lung failure is uh, that, uh, according to Globe, um, uh, uh, Globe, the alien Globes, cannot tolerate uh, Earth's polluted atmosphere, and so they need to have their lungs purged uh, frequently. <clears throat> and that was my uh, my encounter with an extraterrestrial. Now, you've made a couple and, of references uh, to a globe. Uh, what exactly are globe, or who is globe? Well, globe uh, globe is, is, is the book I wrote about the uh, Earth's new sister planet. And... Um, uh, there's a, um, a friend of mine uh, met a physicist at the Arecibo uh, Observatory in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arecibo Observatory is the world's largest radio antenna. Uh, Arecibo uh, uh, antenna is a spherical dish embedded in the ground, and it's a 1,000-foot uh, uh, diameter dish that sends signals to outer space in hopes of uh, making uh, contact with uh, aliens. I've been there several times. So I did work in Puerto Rico, and uh, I've been there during construction and then after uh, it was in operation. So uh, is it... I, I, I'm a little confused here, and I hope you can help uh, straighten me out. This This agent who you believe to have been white, that you met, I believe it was in Mexico, 
was was responsible or had some responsibility in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Am I correct so far? Uh, no, he well, no, he uh, he was on the uh, <clears throat> my whole book uh, target JFK mm-hmm. is the um, is the the, the story of uh, of the um, uh, JFK assassination uh, solution, and it uh, it involves a friend of mine that I met many years ago when I uh, returned from a trip in South America. And uh, the Russian, uh, Boris Kuchenko, uh, happened to be a member of his team. And um, that's the team that eliminated the hit team that killed Kennedy. He was a good guy. All right, so Boris, who was part of the team that eliminated the team who assassinated President Kennedy, which means that the Russians were behind the assassination of President Kennedy, if, if I'm following this correctly, was an alien. So does that mean that the the governments of the world, specifically the Russian government, was infiltrated or had been filled with extraterrestrials? Well, uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I don't think that uh, the Russians had anything to do with the assassination. It just happens that... Uh, Boris Kuchenko happened to be in Mexico City when uh, when Leah Harvey Oswald uh, went to Mexico City mm-hmm. to um, uh, to the Russian embassy, and uh, he also went to the um, to the uh, Cuban embassy. That's when he met Boris Kuchenko, and uh, uh, Boris Kuchenko uh, became a uh, member of Tony's uh, capture team. I got gotcha. you. And. Um, uh, back in um, on in um, on February 11th, mm-hmm. 1990, uh, I was an assassination target in Chile. I was shot off a high riprap pile and spent time in two Chilean hospitals and physical therapy in the U.S. And um, it was uh, Boris Kruchenko who poisoned the man who tried to assassinate me. That's that's how I met Boris. Why would someone want to assassinate you? Well, because I could identify Kennedy's killers. Now and that's who, written in my book, Target JFK. All right, who was responsible for the assassination of President Kennedy? Well, it's a conglomeration of uh, of um, organizations, uh, starting with the mafia, the oil, the oil syndicate. And a bank organization and uh, the, oil, the oil syndicate, the uh, worldwide oil syndicate, they were all joined together. And they had one man that coordinated the, um, the effort, and his name was uh, Dan, Daniel Hill. And uh, Daniel Hill eventually was eliminated in Iran. If this information is true, and, and I'm not doubting it, it's, it's not, I'm just questioning it, how come this story hasn't been carried by mainstream media, and uh, how come nobody's been brought to justice on it yet? Because, uh, because the Kennedys uh, suppressed all the information. Uh, I tried... I tried to get uh, the book uh, uh, into the uh, the Texas uh, Book Depository, 
uh, where the assassination took place, mm -hmm. uh, which is run by the Kennedy family. And the, um, the director of the library, of the, uh, the, 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 that book uh, depository is now the Kennedy Library. And uh, it's, it's toured uh, year-round by thousands of uh, people. Uh, when we tried to get our book uh, into the library, they said, no, the Kennedys allow only the uh, books on the Kennedy family, you know, Camelot, uh, the old man Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Jr., JFK, uh, Jackie, mm -hmm. and the Warren Commission report. No other books are allowed in that library. And... Um, so the book has been suppressed, uh, not only my book, but uh, uh, other books on the Kennedys' uh, assassination have been suppressed by the Kennedy family. Why would, they, sure. why would they want to have this information suppressed? Why wouldn't they want the world to know who killed President Kennedy? Well, apparently it's going to be revealed in 2038. 75 years after the assassination is when they say they will release the records. And, of course, I'm not going to be around then. Mm -hmm. and uh, neither were most of the people that knew anything about the assassination. It would be 2038 when, they re when the records will be released, and that's when they'll find out who did it. And it was a team, it was a team of assassins uh, that were Bolivian, the Bolivian assassins. There were nine members on that hit team, and uh, the, uh, my, my friend's uh, capture team eliminated all of them. What was the role that Lee Harvey Oswald then had in the assassination of President Kennedy? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, given a contract not to kill Kennedy, but to shoot the driver of the motorcade and uh, <clears throat> with the, um, the object of slowing down the motorcade and stopping it. And then uh, uh, Carlo Perez, who would be on the uh, Dow Tex building, um, would take the final shot from the Dow Tex building while the uh, <clears throat> while the motorcade was stopped. Well, <clears throat> Oswald suspected that he was being set up as a patsy, and when the motorcade made the final turn onto Elm Street, he chickened out and went down to the little coffee shop on the uh, uh, ground floor, or second floor, rather, and uh, his backup, which was a guy by the name of Gabriel, who was his backup, he's the one who actually took three shots uh, to shoot the driver. And he, uh, the first shot missed, I believe it was the second shot that hit uh, 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 Johnson and not Kennedy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and during that day, there were actually seven shots fired. Seven shots, but only five of the shots were real, were real shots. The other two were remote charges that were placed in the grassy knoll and the trees, remote-controlled charges. Uh, so there were three shots from the, uh, from the Texas Book Depository, one shot from the Dow Tex building that hit Kennedy in the back of the head, and then another shot from the grassy knoll by uh, Dan Hill that I mentioned was the, lead, was the organizer of the, uh, of the group, and he took the funnel shot. Now, uh, Oswald, Oswald was supposed to go out the back door of the book depository, and he knew he knew that there was uh, something going on. And instead of going out the back door, where he was going to be shot by uh, by Dan Hill, and uh, then Dan would take the credit for killing the uh, man who killed Kennedy, 
and uh, Oswald went out the front door. And he went out the front door. And nobody stopped him. Mm-hmm. He went to his uh, boarding room uh, where he picked up his uh, revolver, and he went to the um, he went to the theater, and he went to the theater uh, to uh, to pick up his money. He had this contract for twenty twenty five thousand dollars, and he was supposed to pick up his money. Well, he would have, then. That's that's when he was apprehended by the police. Was there a was the uh, was Jack Ruby part of the plot, or was Jack Ruby just a person who loved President Kennedy who got caught up in the emotional swing of the events? Yeah, Jack Ruby was also a patsy, set up by Dan Hill. Uh, Dan uh, Dan Hill brainwashed him uh, to believe that uh, that. Uh, that Oswald was the one who actually shot Kennedy. And so he, he had a contract to kill Oswald, and he did. And, he, of course, uh, Jack Ruby, <clears throat> Jack Ruby uh, was an ex-mafia mm-hmm. uh, hoodlum who uh, ran the carousel club in Dallas, and he was in with all the police. He'd, he'd give the police uh, free drinks and uh, free access to some of his girls, and so he could come and go uh, through police lines without being stopped, and that's how he got into the basement uh, to assassinate uh, Oswald when they were getting ready to take Oswald uh, into another cell. Nunzio, please stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Nation, very interesting, gentlemen. Nunzio Ad Adabo. Here's some websites. Sisterglobe.com. Ham Heroes. Dot com target dash jfa jfk.com that's target dash jfk.com i'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in hamilton ontario canada on the talkstar radio network and on the exxon broadcast network don't go away i'm in love with the i'm in love with the interesting hour here with our guest of this hour, Nunzio Adabao. His uh, websites are sisterglobe.com, hamheroes.com, and target-jfk.com. Tell me, Nunzio, one question I've always wanted to ask someone, is there a connection between extraterrestrials and the Bermuda Triangle? Oh, yeah. Um. I have um, the report. When I wrote my book, uh, um, um, 
ham radio heroes. Mm-hmm. And during my research, I received uh, many uh, uh, letters uh, for ham radio operators that wanted to be in my book. <clears throat> now, two of those letters were from uh, um, operators that <clears throat> heard signals uh, in the Bermuda Triangle on 652 megahertz. And one was a, uh, a maritime mobile, the other was uh, an aeronautical mobile. Now, what makes that interesting is that, uh, or, or unusual, is that 652 megahertz happens to be a TV channel uh, 44, and uh, there's no such uh, channel uh, 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 broadcasting in the Bermuda Triangle on that frequency. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, and uh, let's see, when when was it? Uh, this uh, this would been this would have been uh, um, in, 19, in the early uh, 1980s is when I received these reports uh, about the signals coming out of uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Now the other significant thing about that frequency, 652, is when I wrote my last book, Globe, mm-hmm. uh, it was determined that the extraterrestrials received signals from 652 megahertz and that one of their UFOs crashed in the Bermuda Triangle so so that the uh, signal that the signal being transmitted on 652 um, could not have been a an extraterrestrial uh, off globe it was either a different extraterrestrial it was a one of our submarines uh, a foreign sub or possibly a USO uh, but it was not a uh, a, um, a signal being transmitted by GLOW. So that is very unusual. Now, I know I know that you're uh, you're an expert on paranormal, and I've got something that's really uh, going to interest you. Well, you know what? We've run uh, out of time for tonight, unfortunately, uh, but we will have you back on because we still have so much to talk about. Nunzio, I want to thank you very much for joining us, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Thank you very much, Ron. Appreciate it. It's been my pleasure, sir. Here's some websites, Exonation. www.sisterglobe.com www.hamheroes.com and www.target-jfk.com I'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network, and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
It's official, summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your yard is ready for some love. Make sure your flower beds and bushes can handle the heat with special savings on EarthGrow Mulch. Keep the sun off your soil and water in the ground, plus add a fun pop of color that will last up to 12 months. Hurry in. EarthGrow Mulch, five bags for just 10 bucks. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid May 19th to 30th, in-store only. Color selection varies by store, limit 75 per customer.